What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka keep putting all these strawberries in my pocket, aka don't butter my toast too hard. AKA the undisputed, undefeated, uncontested social distancing champion. AKA, um, let me kick you in the nose. Let me see if some blood come out. <laughs> AKA the Kawagi Tiger dropper. Um, <laughs> bringing you. Yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode 136. You heard that right, 136. Um, today's date is January 13th, 2022. Um, happy uh, Monster Hunter Rise PC Day for those that probably skipped on the Switch version. Which I probably should have did, but I love me some Moss Hunter. You know it. Um, what else non-gamer related we want to briefly, briefly bring up? I have nothing. Oh yeah, uh, I did get boosted over the last weekend. Uh, it was horrible <laughs> in terms of the experience. Uh, at least the initial. Shortly after getting it, I was fine. But then the following day, it was hell. It was hell incarnate. Um, I felt like I had a fever as well as a headache, both going on at the same time. So that just was not great. It's pretty, pretty sucky. But pretty much after that, it uh, was smooth sailing uh, the, the following days afterwards. So just so you know. I was, uh, I thought I was three for three for no symptoms, but no, not not this time. (laughs) The boost was like, nah, bro. No, we're not done. We're not done here. So that's been fun. Uh, the world is horrible. Of course. Uh, Omicron, my bad. Omarion still, still dancing on everybody. I think we're reaching like new, highs in cases, uh, record highs in cases, at least in the U S I think, I think some other places have actually started going to lockdown. So, I mean, I mean, we've done this to ourselves, but I digress. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, happy God of war PC day as well. I think that's coming out either today or tomorrow. Um, Hey, we, we just living, man. You know, we just, <laughs> we just try to live. Um, anywho, uh, gaming, uh, gaming news, uh, specifically, um, pretty decent week. Some, uh, interesting tidbits that, uh, cannot wait to talk to you guys about. So without further ado, Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. First topic, make sure I got my notes organized properly. Might be missing, might be missing one. Let me do it. Hold on. Just wait. I'm telling people to wait, but you know what? I got, I got, I got to get my stuff straight. You know, if, if, if I can't get it straight, then who can, who can, I tell you who can. Okay. All right. I think we are organized. Put in my time codes. First, first topic of discussion. 
Sony. We all know him. <laughs> hey, Sonny. <laughs> hey, Sony. How's it going? Um, <laughs> Sony uh, announced that they uh, will continue producing PS4s. And the reasoning seems to be very weird, but uh, according to Bloomberg uh, specifically, um, PlayStation is producing more PS4s to make up for the PlayStation 5 shortage, which seems very backwards, like ass backwards. But apparently um, the PS4 is in terms of the resources aren't as um, or I guess more so in stock compared to PS5s. So I would assume the graphics chip or the, I think it's considered an APU, which is a CPU and a GPU combined um, to save space. Um, so yeah, being more budget friendly uh, than a PS5, um, less advanced chips. <sighs> yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I feel like that is not the best solution considering the, the shortage It's like, I would say just wait out those resources and utilize those for the PS five, even though I know obviously the same exact components they have aren't the exact same as the, um, as the PS five. But I know there's probably some minor components here and there that can be utilized for the PS five. So I don't, why not just wait? I mean, we've waited <laughs> what it's been two years now, uh, for at least people that have, a haven't been able to nab APS five that we're still, uh, still struggling, still struggling. So yeah, I'd say it's, and then, uh, then it's the issue that people who already bought the PS four now are that that person is going to take longer to get a PS five now because of, you know, the circumstances. And then it's that whole, I feel like you're making the issue of, uh, what's the term? Basically when you introduce, uh, a new console into your household, it's some term that is not coming to me. It's probably marketing related, but I guess buy-in is, is the closest I'm going to get, but basically, you know, buying in a new console. And then of course, you know, all the investments in it, whatnot with games and stuff adding into it. But then it's like, you also are stifling the, uh, the, what am I thinking of stifling the, how would I describe this? the growth of the PS five, uh, specifically from a game and in a innovation standpoint in terms of that, that kind of circles back to that, like this ongoing issue with, you know, the, this, this, uh, what's considered the launch window of like the PS five and other consoles where the games are kind of held back, especially if they're multi-platform, obviously. So like, let's say you get, a game like God of War Ragnarok, that's going to be, I believe it's confirmed to be on coming on PS4 and five. But let's say if the game is only coming out on PS5, it's obviously going to be way more optimized for uh, the PS5 than if it was released uh, multi-platform. So basically having more PS4s in the ecosystem is going to make it more difficult for a said person that bought a PS4 to buy a PS5. And in turn, I guess, I don't know, just make that process more easier. Not saying to completely alienate PS4 owners, but I think it, <laughs> it's got to be some point where you got to, you got to cut the cable. You got to, you got to, <laughs> I'm sorry for this analogy. You got to, you got to shoot old yeller. You got to shoot them at some point. So, oh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it got, it got dark real quick. Uh, it got dark real quick. I didn't mean to, but we went there, you know, 
uh, I had to go through one exit or another. I was like, uh, uh, I gotta go with this one. So, <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. Personally, I don't think this is the right way to go. I think they might they they should just put go full force into trying to beef up PS Five sales and production as much as they can. And this is just really a, a band aid. I guess you can technically really blame the scalpers for this uh, a good amount since I think otherwise in a <laughs> non scalper environment, um, I think this wouldn't be as much of a problem and this wouldn't have led to this res well, quote unquote resolution where people are, people are selling or they're producing PS fours to make up for PS fives that they can't produce or uh, not at a, not at an uh, expedited rate that they ideally would want to. So, and, but then now it's the, it's, it's, it's even another issue now where it's kind of the uh, supply and demand. So now because there isn't, there isn't enough supply to keep up with demand that people, people are just furl for PS fives more than ever. And then because of that, the PS five is even looking way more appealing. And again, the, the demand is, is it keeps going up, but the supply can't keep up with it. So it's, it's a, uh, it's an interesting issue, at least to see as from somebody, uh, from the outside looking in. So we'll see what happens, but it, it seems like we're, we're in this, this, uh, just what perpetuity until 2023 and I'm, I'm not even confident that it's gonna let lead up, let up, um, then. So it's hard out here. It really is. It really is. RIP. I don't know who I'm saying RIP to, I guess just, just RIP to, <laughs> console console times back then, I guess. Anyway, moving on. Um, keeping that, uh, <laughs> keeping that, uh, console, um, uh, console production conversation train going. Choo -choo. <laughs> um, uh, the verge confirmed that, uh, Microsoft has stopped, I guess, totally the opposite of last story. Microsoft has stopped manufacturing on all Xbox one consoles in 2020. So apparently this has been a thing that I guess nobody's really noticed until at least being confirmed, uh, by the verge that straight up, um, quote, uh, from Cindy Walker, senior director of Xbox console product marketing, um, to focus on production of Xbox series X, X sex. <laughs> we stopped production for all Xbox one consoles by the end of 2020. So yeah, that's, there you go. So they quietly stopped it in 2020 um, leaving the retailers to sell out the, the remaining stock. So it's, this seems to also entail like pretty much all the variants of the Xbox one. So be it the, the original VCR, Xbox one, Xbox one S Xbox one sad, uh, and the Xbox one X. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's definitely a very, very opposite, uh, you know, um, response. Well, not necessarily a response since it's already happened before the PlayStation, uh, you know, ramped up their production of PS4s, but it's a interesting just opposition now. And I don't know, it's, you would, you would think they both companies use a fairly similar amount of, um, uh, components that is like, why is Microsoft? I mean, I'll say this. I, you're definitely more likely to find 
an Xbox than a PlayStation five, obviously. But with that being said, it is still pretty difficult to find and, uh, uh, a series X specifically, but I've, it seems like series X's are, have been like one at one of many It's just like, you can, uh, from, from what I've gathered recently that you can like literally go into a store and find like a Xbox series X on a, on a shelf in the store. So who knows? I don't know. Um, but I feel like that's telling in some ways, but I think with that, I know there's a recent story saying that Xbox Xbox has recently recently had had its best sales for any generation of their consoles currently, which is that's pretty astronomical when you think about it, but um, better better than even the 360, which is kind of crazy because I mean, 360 is definitely by far at least from what I would gather is, is the most popular, um, successful. Mm, I, I say successful did not think about the red ring of death situation and the whole, you know, warranty extension and all that. So, but I mean, it was still a good, good generation. So who knows, but I mean, it's really nothing lost with, uh, the Xbox being discontinued anyway, since, literally everything you can do on the Xbox one. Um, you can do, uh, on the Xbox sex. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> except connect, sorry, 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 connect people, even though I think they, <laughs> they disconnect, discontinue connect way before the Xbox one, uh, even thought was being thought of being discontinued. So, all in all, hey, more resources for the Xbox Series S and X, unlike uh, what other companies should be doing instead of continuing to produce a lesser, weaker console when you already have a better one out that you should be encouraging people to get. But, you know, of course, again, the supply and demand thing. What do you, what do you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, moving on. Killer instinct. I got to do it. Killer instinct. It just does. It doesn't. Auto just gave me the light voice, but whatever. So Killer Instinct, there were rumors about Killer Instinct, um, specifically uh, in in regards to the sequel. Since I think generally, at least from what I I kind of gathered, is that uh, Killer Instinct was pretty successful, at least from a fan standpoint, in terms of fans of the of the game. And at least, especially the net code, which has always been revered as some of the best net code, uh, uh, to date recently. So, I mean, we're still in the dark in terms of sequel, even though they, I think double helix took on after iron galaxy initially, um, started this project and, you know, periodically added characters and seasons and stuff like that. So we are pretty much left wondering what is, are we going to get a sequel to killer instinct or whatnot? But at least according to windows central, um, it seems like that might be a possibility, um, considering, uh, what they've gathered, uh, at least quote specifically, I have also heard the vaguest of unsubstantiated rumors that one of Bandai Namco's fighting game development teams, may be involved, although I haven't been able to independently verify that yet myself. So obviously grain of salt, but I mean, there is something to kind of, uh, chew on here, uh, with, with this overall, but Bandai Namco, who, you know, has, um, made of course the iconic, some of my favorite fighting games of all time, uh, soul caliber, 
uh, Tekken. <laughs> Tekken. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's so stupid and ignorant, but I love it. Um, and of course they um contributed a lot to uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate as well. So, um, you definitely have all that coming into it. Um, and since Killer Instinct was done, and I think the the company that you know was a integral part to bringing Killer Instinct back, rebooting it was uh double helix who i believe have been bought by um i think amazon i believe let me double check i believe it's amazon who is it yeah amazon amazon acquired double helix back in 2014. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so at least now that obviously these leaves that the franchise in a weird state as in who's going to, you know, take up the reins or whatever. But now it seems that Bandai Namco possibly stepped in. Um, I think the biggest concern considering like, <laughs> the it's it, it feels like a stigma nowadays especially considering our pandemic environment now in the fighting games and whatnot um is like online is is gotta be good it's got it's make or break at this point so um that's the probably the biggest question with this if it if this exists this supposed killer instinct to exist is that is it gonna have rollback net code? That's like, that's essential. That's literally what's gonna make or break this game, in my opinion. And I think collectively, a lot of other people's opinions as well. That, um, especially the environment we're in, we're gonna be in a lot more online only tournaments now because of the pandemic. Um, so it's definitely essential, I think. So I guess we'll see. If one, if this is true, and two, if if it is true that uh, Bandai Namco is involved, that if they are going to, if they are going to um, <laughs> not have Sucky Netco, which unfortunately for Bandai Namco, that's kind of been a, uh, a a staunchy a staunchy smell that 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 lingers with with um, with them as a whole. I mean. <laughs> Tekken seven is a, is a, is it is, it is an experience. Let me tell you somebody who's a huge fan of Tekken, but is just frustrated by the online a lot. It is, it is very much, it is very much make or break. It really is. So we'll see. But I mean, if, if at least it, it is cool to see the possibility of killer instinct coming back. Um, maybe a guest character from a uh, Bandai Namco killer instinct. I would guess probably would be probably would be Heihachi. I would guess. I mean, it's, it's Heihachi, you know, I mean, he's, he's, I guess next to Kazuya is probably the next like most popular guest character specifically in terms of uh, that comes from Tekken. If that makes sense. So my guess would be Heihachi. Heihachi, maybe Kazuya, maybe Jin, but maybe I, I would guess of those three. They seem like they would also, you know, gel in well amongst all the other, um, Killer Instinct characters. Obviously I have a bias. So, I mean, it would, would be pretty dope if Brian Fury was in God and killer instinct as a guest character, but I'm not, mm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna get my hopes up. Mm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get the hopes up. So all in all, Hey, it's cool. Either way, the possibility, even the possibility moving on.
So, uh, of course, the uh, <laughs> I feel like this should be some term for this culture of just like some very substantiated rumors that uh, have a, a reasonable amount of merit considering these said dedicated leakers have presumably uh, very reliable sources who are more than likely within, within these said companies that, that can, you know, obviously vouch for these rumors. But then again, it's the whole thing about, uh, I mean, maybe this is a lot of it could be intentional nowadays that like, it seems like going from one of our, one of the stories in a, our previous episode is that, uh, you know, marketers are intentionally, you know, presenting these details as I guess one is bait, but two as an in, intentional bait to like kind of work even better than a traditional tr- uh, marketing ploy. So that's, uh, that's an interesting aspect either way when you think about it in the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, in the grand, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But anyway, uh, of course the, the, the leak, the leak that keeps on leaking, which is a uh, reddit.com slash reddit, reddit.com are, uh, gaming leaks is, uh, of course, one of the nefarious, uh, leakers, uh, Nate, the hate had a, a pretty big plethora of pretty man, some, some, some pretty decent uh, rumors if true. So there's a lot, but we'll, we'll, we'll stop on some of the more interesting ones, but first Metroid prime remaster for 2022 coincided with the 20, 20th, 20th anniversary, which that makes sense. But I mean, I guess I have doubt about that one because why, why won't you just do the trilogy remaster the trilogy? But then again, you know, Nintendo go Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo go Nintendo. So, uh, it seems like they'd be the type to, you know, trickle, trickle the games out and, you know, have you suffer that way. Um, I mean, we're talking about the company that did the, did, did the, the Disney Nintendo vote now pretty much where, you know, <sighs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Anyway, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, potentially delayed to 2023. Uh, New Fire Emblem game from the houses, the three houses team, set for 2022 with a remake for Genealogy of the Holy War, likely in 2023. So... I'm guessing that's one of the very <laughs> obscure Fire Emblem games. At least I'm not fully versed on. Uh, House of the gotta do it. God, I just got to. <laughs> I can't because of the voice, but whatever. The House of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like the kitty version. <laughs> anyway, House of the Dead in March. Um, that's that's right up my alley. That is. I'm not even going to lie to you. That is probably the most second most excited one I'm looking forward to uh, of this rumor mill of stuff. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations three potentially in development for switch. Um, Persona four coming to switch in PlayStation two in 2022. It's about damn time. I mean, it's somebody who really enjoyed Persona five. Um, this, uh, would be great. This would be great. Even though I did come on PC and I do have access to PC, but I don't know. It's just something about me wanting to play RPGs on console. That just is, I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is probably the biggest one, uh, persona six exclusive to PS five. So I think a lot of people, are <laughs> raising doubt about this one for a couple reasons. Well, one, it seems like persona just has this reputation for, um, having their games like across a pretty wide, 
uh, spread of generations. Well, at least specifically um, when it comes to exclusivity in regards to Persona 5, because it's hard to fathom now and I'm thinking about it, but Persona 5 came out on the PS3 as well as the PS4. And I think this was back in 2017. I think it initially came out, I want to say. So it's, and it, it makes sense because they're definitely want to still capitalize on those existing, uh, PS3 users too. So at the time at least, but, uh, now for, for persona six to completely skip PS4, uh, seems weird. It seems like that does not seem like that would, will, will stick, but we'll see. But I mean, especially considering the, uh, shortage for the PS five. I don't, I don't see that being true. I think it will still, I think it will definitely come out on both. It might be exclusive to PS five for a bit, but then maybe like a couple months after it, it released on, on a uh, PS five, it might, they might get a port out to PS four if I would guess, but I think in general, it is still crazy considering how popular persona is now. I think, especially with the help of persona five and I guess technically now, uh, Shimagami Tensei five that it will, um, it will actually hasn't expanded to, uh, other consoles, um, at, in, during its initial release. So like having persona six, come out on PS five, Xbox series and, um, PC, which it seems like PlayStation probably has that, <laughs> that exclusive money <laughs> put a, a pretty hefty price. Hey, Hey man, if you, um, <laughs> they just being sly about why are you being sly about sliding this money? I mean, it's, it's what we're here for. Hey man, just, you just released persona five exclusively to, PS five. Um, just take this money. I'm sliding on this table. Obviously don't worry about it, man. All right. Just, (laughs) we won't, we won't have any problems. You know, that's, that's the plot twist. (laughs) Sony, Sony is a, is a, is a mafia. It's just an under, it's just a undercover, uh, front for their real, real nefarious intentions. I know I caught on, but, um, yeah. So a lot of this, a lot of these rumors do seem pretty believable, likable, um, likely. Uh, so, and this person, uh, Nate, they does have a pretty, pretty established, uh, track record accuracy in terms of these actually being true. Uh, I think he technically called, the halo halo infinite, uh, multiplayer, uh, early release. It was, I think it was technically, I think it was technically off a bit, but it pretty much was still, it was pretty much still, uh, legit for the most part. So, I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. It's like, if, if all this were to happen, I would, I can, I can see all this actually happen, happening, how it is, uh, it is, it is presented to us. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Your credibility is on the line. Nate, the hate it it is, but I mean, why would you put yourself out there? If you know that, you know, anyway, moving on. So, um, let's just pour one out. Just, if you got, if you got any alcohol, if you got any, any drinks, just, just pour it out wherever you at. Just, just pour, <laughs> uh, that nice, luxurious the carpet. Just, just pour it out. That white carpet you got, if you got wine, just pour it out. <laughs> I'm just thinking somebody. Uh, I guess I got a port. <laughs> Please don't. 
just just joking. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know why he, t- he told me to pour it out. So, um, <laughs> um, I only say that just just in 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 memorial memoriam for uh, uh, Halo Three and a, a various amount of the uh, former former uh, Halo games uh, that were on the Xbox 360 in terms of their servers uh, have now officially been um, been terminated. Um, there is there is some like limited functionality, but for the most part, uh, pretty much all the online related stuff, specifically multiplayer and all the all the things that come with that have been uh, terminated. Um, so, you know, Hey, this is just a brief moment of memoriam for, you know, Halo three, ODST reach Halo four, um, Spartan assault, Halo wars all gone, never to be seen again. We only have our memory to, to enjoy and bask in. That's all we have. So, um, I guess that's the funny thing about this is that like, at least the severity and, and all of this and the, I don't know, the, 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 the sadness, bittersweetness of it all is, is like, I think everybody's losing, losing sight of the fact that like, you know, a lot of this, all of this pretty much is in the master chief collection with the exception of halo wars and, um, Spartan assault. So. I mean, keep that in mind, of course, but I mean, you know, it's just something nostalgic, I think, about actually going back to an older console and playing and, you know, kind of reliving the weird nuances and and maybe glitches and visual glitches that happens only on the console and stuff like that, that uh, I think holds some, um, I don't know, water, you know? Well, nostalgia, really, let's be honest. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this right now. You know, of course, a lot of, uh, really good fond memories, uh, for me personally, Halo is always a serious dear to my heart that, uh, you know, brought a lot of joy, a lot of fun, a lot of try hardness, a lot of sweat, um, a lot of, a lot of pairs of try hard pants <laughs> being utilized. Um, so, you know, here's to you, Halo, um, three on the 360. Um, it's, it's been fun. You know, it's been fun. I feel like I'm talking at a funeral. I'm photographing somebody at a funeral, but Hey man, games are a powerful thing, you know? That's what I say. Games are more powerful now than ever. So how's it going? Chazzy Chaz. Um, so yeah. And with that said, in that memoriam, again, RIP, RIP, uh, that'll conclude our, uh, the news for this week. So let's get into um, what I've been playing, which uh, has been Halo Infinite. Of course, are you surprised? Um, I've I've actually been taking a break from the uh, ranked. Been um, hold on. <laughs> Oh man, it was, it was, it was trying to come out. I had to let it, I had to, um, yeah. Halo infinite. I've been, uh, taking a break from ranked. I've been, been <laughs> put, put my try hard pants away a bit. Um, the, the, the sodium levels have come down. Uh, the perspiration levels have, uh, reached an all time low. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so at least I've been enjoying Halo 
and not writhing in the the just hateful experience that's been uh ranked at least at the t- the level I'm at, which is um platinum five, uh no diamond five. What am I talking about? Diamond five. It is it is man. It is just it is a roller coaster of emotions and frustration and just pain. And I was like, you know what? I love myself better than that. So I'm not gonna uh, have myself just just be in that cycle anymore. I gotta break the cycle. So that's what I did. And uh, played uh, a good amount of the 10 Riven, I think before it ended earlier this week. Um, just, you know, logging in uh, every day, getting the dailies in, getting that uh, bonus XP, but do the extra, uh, extra mile utilizing a double XP. This is, this is, this, this is a pro tip, a pro tip. Basically what you want to do. If you got the double XP tokens, which you essentially do get as you progress in the battle past here, which I have and, uh, is, you know, uh, what you want to do anyway, if you, if that's the goal within the battle pass, but basically before you start, um, hit, hit and activate that battle pass then play your first game for the day and, you know, just play within the hour, you get like double the XP. And because you get like 300, your first match, that's like 600 next match, 200, that's 400 next match is, I think it's, it goes to 100. So that's 200 and then, and then 200, then 200, then 100. I forgot the cadence. I think it's like 300, 200, 200. 100, 100, 100. I think it's five matches technically. So within the span of of five matches, you get that amount of XP. So, Hey, pro tip. I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to (laughs) rank like the, you, if you want to rank up fast, then that's what you want to do. If you, Hey, you want, Hey, you want to rank up fast in halo? Why don't you, (laughs) let me stop. Um, so yeah. That's, uh, it's been fun. It's it's been fun actually playing Halo for fun. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's, it's funny when I say it out loud. It's funny when I say it out loud. So there you go, man. Also, um, man. So just randomly, I, (laughs) I I feel like it, it happens every now and then. I think it happens for everybody in their lives where randomly you just go down these random, just unexpected holes of stuff. And, uh, that's definitely what I did. Um, in the course of this since last episode, which was specifically, um, what am I thinking of? So, uh, saw this really dope video, um, on YouTube shouts out, to top hat gaming man. Um, basically he covers a lot of the, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, niche stuff specifically, uh, beat em ups and fighting games, which is generally pretty niche at this point. I mean, with, you know, exceptions like Maximilian and stuff like that, but top hat gaming man, he does have a very specific focus on beat em ups, which is for those that don't know, that's, that is one of my genres, man. I mean, I, have a soft spot for beat em ups grow grew up playing them at least now hopefully they're they're eventually going to make a comeback i really hope they do because i think especially considering fighting games which are essentially in the same vein as beat em ups and to an extent that they have a lot of potential to be be just as good as fighting games if given the love ten, TLC tender loving tender loving care that, uh, fighting games get, I think they definitely have a space to be, um, expanded upon in the, uh, in the, in the game industry. So with that in mind, um, (laughs) he had this really dope video, uh, showing this game called legend of the double dragon. So basically what this is, is a fan game, uh, that basically expands upon uh, super double dragon for the super Nintendo, which, uh, basically, uh, after in retrospect, uh, the development of that game was very rushed and the game kind of showed for that. I mean, it was, it's fine for a beat em up, but 
it definitely, you know, you could see where in a lot of cases it could have been expanded upon. And with that, it could have, I think it didn't even have a damn ending. So it was like, damn. All right. Especially considering, I think it, 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 it always felt very hard. I don't think I've ever technically beat it now that I think about it. But anyway, so with all that in mind, um, this fan, uh, I forgot his name. I think it's Mano Cento, but basically he made a, uh, made this fan game that is like a, a straight up love letter to just double dragon and Kung Fu movies. And just, you just mix that in, just, just marinate it just right. Let it sit for a little bit, put it in the oven, come back out. You get legend of the double dragon and man, it is so many things I could praise about this game. Ah, oh, it's, it's just, it, they, it's just, it's great. That's, that's the best thing I could say. It is, it is, it is worth your time. If you are a fan of beat em ups and at least especially double dragon, um, you will definitely get a, a hell of a kick out of it. But, um, yeah, so basically there's a lot of depth to the game, which I think is the biggest missing component for fighting games now nowadays and streets of rage Four really proved that, that you can actually have a pretty in depth combat system and, you know, not make it, make it, uh, intimidating for like, uh, people who just want to just punch and kick and have fun. So at least that's one of the biggest things about this game is that the, it has the same depth in combat as like any traditional fighting game character. So, you know, pretty much Billy, Billy and Jimmy, uh, they have their unique move sets and they both have unique move sets to themselves. And, you know, it's a lot of just combos and ultimates and specials and just a lot of stuff that I personally would, would have loved out of fighting games, uh, at least being the next evolution of fighting, um, beat em ups from, you know, uh, since they, you know, slowly like died out back, back in the day. So at least, you know, with that in mind, this game is, <laughs> is great. Um, and then of course the, the Kung Fu audio and sounds, uh, you know, they definitely been ripped from various Bruce Lee movies and other, you know, infamous comp, uh, Kung Fu movies. And there's like a dope uh, co-op system. I was playing with my roommate and we were having a really fun time. Uh, it has uh, co-op ultimates and uh, I, me describe me describing it is not doing it justice, which is, is, is unfortunate because I can't words can't explain how great this game is as somebody who's a huge fan of beat em ups. So, um, yeah. Legend of the Double Dragon, um, highly recommended. Uh, they are also working on an evolution of this game called Ultimate Double Dragon, and they have a demo of that out. So basically, it's the next evolution of this game, and they're expanding upon it in you know so many ways and doing grabs and counters and no grabs, grabs, uh, um, bound moves. Um, it's it's so much depth that uh. Ugh. It's just, if it, that is my biggest gripe uh, again, Street Rage four did it really good. Just a, a, a fighting game. I mean, not even fighting game, a beat em up game that just has a lot of depth in terms of your move set and flexibility and combo abilities and juggles that would just is, it would make a fighting game or I, I keep, I keep putting, cause they're so synonymous with each other, but a beat em up with, with uh, characters that have a lot of depth and just making all that gel and be rewarding. It is a lot of potential there. It really is that I, I still, I think this is really the uh, testament to it, that it, it, these beat em up games still have a lot of life that can be, you know, expanded upon and, 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 uh, you know, improved upon as well. So, huh, it is, uh, it's free. It's a fan game. So it is free. You can get it on, um, itch IO, uh, you, or you just Google a uh, legend of the double dragon and it'll pop up there. And, it'll, you know, you can of course donate, uh, to the developer of the game, uh, to help with that. 
and they also have a cool discord, which I've been starting to look into and uh, discover like they have uh, in-depth combos and combo showcases and uh, it is, it is great. It is great. Shouts out to fans, man. They are just doing what, what developers should be doing, <laughs> you know, but uh, I digress. I digress. Anyway, um, so uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, this game also was made by the um, the Beats of Rage engine. So that is uh, basically called um, it was basically a fan made source engine where uh, people can develop fans, of course, develop games and utilize that engine. Um, I guess kind of think like unreal engine and stuff like that. But in this case, it's specifically dedicated to beat em ups. So with that, you get a lot of games, uh, at least the forum, uh, that is dedicated to it is chrono. I think it's chrono crash. I believe it's chrono crash. Yeah. Chrono crash forums where it's basically a dedicated form to like all of the substantial fan projects and games that are being developed, utilized in the beats of rage engine. Um, so at least, uh, you know, finding this new <laughs> game and all these cool related games to this engine again, as a fan of beat em ups, um, I, uh, yeah, went down that rabbit hole and at least, yeah, Legend of the Double Dragon got me started, but then I also uh, discovered uh, Streets of Rage 2X, which uh, again was another game that was covered by uh, Top Hat Gaming Man on uh, YouTube as well. And um, it is, it is, it is fantastic. It is just, it is, it is yet another expansion of Streets of Rage 2 um, that I can't get enough of personally. It's just great. So it, uh, also expanded upon, um, streets of rage remake in terms of, uh, basically utilizing all the assets and, 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 um, uh, you know, components of it and basically expanding on the mechanics and, you know, kind of doing like a legend of double dragon type, uh, you know, um, I guess remix to streets of rage to, and, you know, add in combo systems, counters, um, cancels, and uh, just a lot of various new mechanics to, you know, what's understandably kind of the, a stagnant, uh, yeah, like a, a limited, um, you know, component to Street Your Rage 2 um, at the time. So at least now, it's just, again, <laughs> expanding on what, what I wished we would have had, uh, as a, as a fighter or slash beat em up now that, uh, just having that depth and just, um, a sense of variability, randomness, um, flexibility that just makes it, makes it all the more just dope in so many ways, man. So, um, with this, they also have the original Street Rage 2 as well as Street Rage 3. So you can like branch out from, uh, you could play like go, uh, the Street Rage 2 route. And then, you know, occasionally if you want to branch into Street Rage 3, you could do that. And then also branch back into Street Rage 2 and, you know, vice versa, which, uh, yeah, again, just makes the game more engaging having that, you know, form of choice as well as that flexibility again with like the combat system and supers and ultimates chaining into it. Uh, again, it's just, this is just a newly discovered love and, uh, uh, just obsession now at this point of, uh, all these beat em ups that I'm discovering, uh, using this, using this engine specifically. So I'm more than likely going to discover and keep digging in the, in that rabbit hole of, uh, of games that are utilizing this engine and <laughs> probably just just be captivated at just like how 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 crazy people can be, uh, especially fans, which, you know, I think that is like the biggest 
biggest point you can come from in terms of like, you know, somebody who knows what they want and what other people want in a game and just straight up, just going to town and expanding on that in so many ways. So, uh, it is, uh, uh, that's just, uh, it's, it, it's so good. It, it's so good. So at least <laughs> so far, that's been my, my rabbit hole exploration of, uh, open. I think it's, it's called open beats of rage, open beats of rage engine game. So it's only on PC, but I know if you can, uh, if you have some jailbroken, like software, I think it works like on the retro pie on the, um, on, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll say various, uh, uh, devices that can be exploited. Um, it can be dependent on the game. Some games are too demanded from a Ram standpoint, at least from our, what I researched to be within the beats of rage, but, uh, outside of a PC, that's, you know, pretty beefy, but, um, yeah, overall, man, shouts out beats of rage. Just, uh, just giving us <sighs> beat them up. Somebody who's been yearning for just some good beat em ups. Just giving me that because, uh, man, I am in a, I'm in a good place right now. I'll say that. I'll say that, uh, outside of that, uh, moving on. Um, of course, monster on rise for the PC has officially dropped, uh, last yesterday. Technically, uh, I <laughs> played a little bit of it, not a lot, but just, uh, got the, got the feet wet, <laughs> put my toes in the sand a little bit. And, um, it's, uh, it, it, it looks beautiful. That's <laughs> coming off the, the switch version and coming to PC. It's like, damn, it's like literally like glasses. Like you, uh, you were playing, um, I was playing uh monster Hunter rise nearsighted. And then I just got glasses for the first time playing on PC. I'm like, damn. Okay. Well, whew. Okay. And then it's like way more, way more options in terms of visual options. Obviously you can do all these dope filters. You could do the sweet, like, um, old Japanese film filters, like gray and white with the, you know, effect and, and all that stuff. Uh, you could do color filters. You could do a freaking lens zoom. You could do it. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of flexibility, especially with the graphical options. That's something I was definitely impressed by. I think is at least coming off in comparison to monster in the world. Um, it, it, they definitely stepped their game up with the PC utilization. I think they, I think they probably knew that coming into this because of, you know, <laughs> this being the only other version from the switch. So I, they definitely had to show up or show out. So yeah. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, it's monster hunter and rise and it is, it, it is pretty dope. You can, uh, unlock frame rate. Um, you know, again, just the way, way, way many, uh, customization options, uh, HDR it's, uh, oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. So I still have, uh, you know, to fully play it, but you know, with each monster hunter game, it's like a full blown introductory, um, thing. So yeah, outside of that, pretty much all I've been playing this week. So get into what I've been, uh, watching, which has been, uh, <laughs> uh, during, uh, the COVID shot, uh, after the booster shot, um, <laughs> that following like Saturday, I was like out, like my head was banging. I'm like, I, I can't do nothing. So I, uh, eventually finished daredevil, uh, season three and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I'm glad I finished it. A uh, part of me was like the start of season three was, was a little weird for some reason. I, I can't, I think it was just the whole, I don't know, just, uh, Matt Burdock, just being in commission. Oh, my senses don't work. 
type thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just the thing about me where it's like when you're in this, in this moment of peril and, uh, in a, any form of media that like, you know, you're this superhero and you're down, which, you know, obviously that's fine. But in some instances where they drag it out a bit too long and it doesn't necessarily, what's the word pay off, I guess that's kind of where I kind of, um, have issue with it. But I feel like with, uh, with this one, it, it did for the most part. Um, it just was still weaker at the beginning, but then it definitely started picking up towards the end, which, uh, I was digging, um, did not see the whole, uh, I guess spoilers for like what a six year, five year old, not damn. I think he's more than that. Like 12. No, it's not that long. Seven, seven year old series, but, uh, what's his name? Uh, I think they call him, I think his name is point Dexter point Dexter. I'm assuming he's supposed to be eventually bullseye, but at least in this series, they show him as, uh, (laughs) the fake daredevil. I was like, damn, okay. They going at it. All right. I didn't even see that coming to be honest, but at least after the fact, I was like, Oh, okay. That does make sense. But dude is straight up just crazy, weird, weirdo, just, just in all facets. I won't go into details, but dude is weird. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. Uh, but the Kingpin, Kingpin's uh, story was pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> man, I swear, it it is pretty accurate to the comics, though. It's like that dude just be straight finagling his way out of any and everything. But uh, apparently, it works, man. <laughs> how how you gonna how you gonna uh, trick trick out the, the FBI? take you back to your apartment it give you protection on top of that. Give you your meals. Like you, I was like, damn. All right. Okay. I mean, <laughs> white privilege, I guess, but I digress. <laughs> um, all in all, uh, yeah, I, I dug it as a, as a whole, uh, season two was definitely my favorite of the series, but, um, I did, uh, thoroughly enjoy it. I'm not sure if I'm going to, continue the, the, the Netflix Marvel route, uh, heard some, I've seen some things regarding Luke Cage and I'm like, I don't know about that, but maybe, uh, and then it's, it's a part of the black lives matter collection. And then that's a, that's a whole thing in of itself in terms of, you know, how do I say it? Like putting, yeah, just the whole moniker of the Black Lives Matter collection on Netflix. That's that's just a thing I'm not going to get into, but <laughs> I think it should speak for itself. Why that seems a little weird, you know, but anyway. Uh, additionally, also watched the book, the book of Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Um, episode three, um, where, you know, it, it seems to have this theme going at least by the third episode now where it shows like, you know, how Boba Fett kind (laughs) of technically how Boba Fett led up from, uh, the original star Wars trilogy to the Mandalorian. It feels like, um, and that's where it seems like it, it definitely is going with episode three where they showed he, um, made some friends, uh, way back. And now they're his, uh, his, uh, what lackeys, this whole crew, of uh, cybernetically enhanced, uh, mercenaries, it, it, at least what it seems like. But, uh, yeah, overall it was all right. It was all right. I'm interested. I want to know what happens. <laughs> it's probably the, <laughs> the biggest, uh, I don't know. One of the biggest indications of, Oh, okay. I want to know what happens. So, um, yeah, without going into too much, um, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good time. So <sighs> yeah, pretty much outside of that. It's pretty much all I've been up to since, uh, last episode. So there you go.
there you go. And with that said, I think that will conclude episode 100 in uh, lose track. I think I don't want to say it. 136 of uh switches sites. Um, yeah. If you did enjoy the show, feel free to like, rate, subscribe on your various podcasting platforms. You can catch me stream this live, recorded live on Twitch TV slash A Switch. You can also catch the archive the following day on youtube.com slash A Switch as well. Um, yeah. Until next time, guys. Um, get your damn game on. Oh, yeah. safe.